Well, Coach, you obviously have the uh, uneasy task of playing a very difficult game in round one. You survive and you dominate in the second half. I think it's a testament to preparation because you mentioned something at Quarterback Club this week that I thought was pretty eye-opening. How you seamlessly move up all of your JV players after the 10th week of the season, and they assimilate to practice, and you're able to control the practice environment. Our Shap of the Week last week, Nick Hogan said, it's just exhausting, but we never stop moving. Tell us about the advantage that you get from being able to move in all of those players to make your team better. Well, first of all, they are told what the expectation is. Then by the coaching staff, and then by the veteran players, the veteran players expect for them to hold up their end of the bargain because that's what the veteran players did at one time. You know, we bring up 25, a full offense and a full defense to help on the attack, on the attack team. They add to our attack teams. We basically go two platoon at, on the offensive attack team, meaning the, the defensive guys who prepare the offense. And then on the other side, we're running three huddles at our defense. And so you, when Nick Hogan's talking about it's exhausting, yeah, our defense is getting one, two, three plays. It's, it's almost like going against a no-huddle offense, waves of plays, waves of plays. There's only one time to make a great first impression. And, and these JV bring-ups that are part of our varsity now did a tremendous job last week. And they did a tremendous job doing what they're supposed to on Friday night. And that's cheering for their team and just soaking in the experience and not being you know, in the way. Nick talked about being a JV bring-up last year and kind of not knowing what to expect and then getting into the weekly grind of practice and kind of knowing his role. It really creates an atmosphere for understanding that at an early time frame when the games are so important. One of the other comments that you made is, we don't have any of those guys moping around on game day because they're not getting a chance to play. They're in it. They, they realize that that's a teaching moment for them. Them, that you want a classroom to be able to teach the great game of football well there's no other no better classroom than a win or die situation especially here at home and then moving forward to round two I believe that it is part of our culture uh, it's what we do I mean when we talk with our kids to bring them up for the playoffs it's kind of an, an invitation you know because I tell them all I said if, if you cannot see this thing through you got to assume that we're going to go play in a state championship and we're going to need you to be here every Monday Tuesday Wednesday we're going to need you to be here the week of Thanksgiving and if you can't we're not going to be mad at you. Okay, we'll just keep you in off season. If your parents have got a, a trip planned for Thanksgiving week, go do it. Take a guy like Nick Hogan. Played on the JV last year, got brought up for the playoffs. He practiced five extra weeks of football, and then he started for us in game one this year. He soaked in. He sat in every meeting during the playoffs, team meeting. That's how when you've only got a roster at the beginning of a year that's got three return starters on offense and three return starters on defense, and everybody counts you out, and all of a sudden you play really well early in the year, that's how you do it because you've got more experienced JV players that are coming up because of, of what you do during the playoffs. Steele came in very highly touted. Uh, Steele came in with a whole lot of athleticism. We saw it pretty much from Jump Street. You saw exactly how good they were going to be able to be, and they had no shame. I mean, let's, let's chunk the ball down the field and see what can happen, and we saw that. There's a time frame in that where in-game management becomes really pivotal for your coaching staff. They beat you that play, get them the next play. 42 yards downfield, quarterback Wyatt Beagle is scrambling for his life and somehow off his back foot just throws a rope. That's going to happen. How do you manage that from the sideline and how do you manage it in the locker room to allow those type of plays to happen but have everybody relax and go make the next play. First of all, you put your players through adverse situations during the offseason. Our kids know that they don't have a coaching staff who, who are going to fire you after your first mistake. But I don't think we have a football team that's ever playing scared to make a mistake. You know, if you are a cornerback and you're playing against a team that likes to throw the football and you're, you're out on an island, there's a whole lot of 50-50 balls that are being thrown up. 
you sure hope that you don't allow the guy that you're covering to win three of the 50-50 balls during any ball game because that could be that could equal 150 yards of total offense, you know, day in and day out, you know, in practice. Our practices are very competitive. From a standpoint of uh, you come in at halftime, you go, okay, this is what they've done. This was their wrinkle of the week. This is the new ways that they've showed to get the ball to five. Tony and the guys did a great job of coaching within that 15-minute offensively. We just said, hey, we can, we can help our defense out in, in the second half by staying on the field. We didn't get a good start to the to second half offensively. We went a, a three and out. Uh, but then after that, it was uh, we're fixing to just start honking the football and, and lean on our offensive line. You used the word warrior a couple of times, and I think a lot of people have an understanding of what that actually means but it's personified in performances from Jackson Coker, just what he's been through to get back to playing at this high level. Not that he just scored two touchdowns, but the way he scored it and what he did without the ball all the way through the game. And then you have a guy like Lucas Maru, who's hurt, and he's playing hurt. And I like the the fact that he's an emergency situation coach, but in an emergency, he was able to go in and play at a high level. And in a moment, you get to use those type of situations as, as another way to inform your ball club of, hey, this is what it's like. This is what we expect. The game of football is such a great analogy or a preparation, I might say, for, for life. Lucas Maru, he's going to be a great father, he's going to be a great husband, he's going to be a great worker, but it's tough to be a great husband, and it's tough to be a great father sometimes. It's tough to be the leader of your family, because sometimes you're injured, you're mentally wounded, and you've got to suck it up. Mama and the kids, they need you. There's also times, you know, in uh, in football that you are uh, you are injured to the point that you cannot play. We got guys that fall into that category a lot. And then you got injuries that fall in a category are you willing to put in the the work with our trainers to get you back on the field and we've got a locker room full of those guys you, know, you just mentioned jackson coker well he he, he showed it over a six-week window you know lucas is kind of one of those guys that you're about 70 percent of yourself we need that 70 percent you know if we decide that that's not good enough then we'll put you over here by us but 70 percent of of your best was good enough to help us the other night win and he was willing to do it so we flip it to brennan obviously this is a rematch of the area championship last year I think everybody kind of got lost at a 99-yard touchdown pass at the very beginning of the game because the rest of it is kind of a blur. You know, 49-7, to seven, you get some of those players back. But defensively, the recipe or at least the matchup that we look at is how is your defensive line going to match up with Westlake's offensive line to create opportunities to get pressure on the quarterback? And when you talk about Johnny Rodriguez and Shaquan Flagg, those are the two guys that could make life difficult for the offensive line for Westlake. What do you see on film? Well, I talked to some people in San Antonio about Brennan. I like to find out the people that they play each other, they know each other from year to year, and they're, they're the people's opinions that I value and, and guys that I know in San Antonio. And they tell me that, that uh, flag number 95, that he's the best defensive lineman in the whole city. That's their opinion on some guys that win a 9-10 football games every year. Johnny Rodriguez is maybe the most underrated football player in San Antonio as far as his motor running hot. So, and then you watch him on video, and uh, and that holds true. But it, it's it, it's interesting to see the opinions of some people that I put a lot of value in. They have our attention. Flag played against us last year. Then also the safeties. You know, number six and number nine are both good players. Uh, McGarity at the uh, cor- cornerback. He played against us last year. Not a big guy, but man, he, he's a really good football player. Flip it to the offensive side of the ball. They've been through their share of trials and tribulations with injuries and I think it's really important to touch on this because you did at quarterback club there is not a team that you've been a part of that hadn't been hurt at at some point in time at the end of a football season and I think it's kind of a microcosm of what Westlake dealt with last year 
and what Brennan and other ball clubs all across the state are dealing with, nobody's completely 100% healthy. That adversity has helped Brennan become a better offensive ball club. They've been able to generate wins. They didn't let it affect their overall play. You know, blow out against Brandeis. They lose one against O'Connor, but they were supposed to win the games that they were supposed to win, and they found a way to do it. Right. That makes them a dangerous ball club. No, absolutely does. They have, just like us, we talk about it in our program, they put 10 names in front of the Brennan football team, and they won eight of those 10. I said the two teams they lost to, one of them was Brandeis. Brandeis, if you check them out, has not lost a game. They're 11-0 and right now. The other one's O'Connor. Research them. They got upset last week, but playoff perennial team every year. The charge of any football team is regardless of who you got hurt, they still you're still going to play the game. And we went through this last year, and so we know where they are. I can tell you last year when Blake went down, then when Tripp went down, and then when Taylor went down, you know what? Our kids did not fold. You know, the mentality of our kids did not fold, and we still felt like we could still make it to a state championship game. Would have we been better with those three? Probably. There's a reason why they played so many games and they rushed so many yards and threw for so many yards. But that was our mentality. you got to respect your opponent and say, hey, if they have the same kind of mentality we had last year, we, we would still expect to beat Westlake if we were Brennan, even though we got people injured. You know, those are all the kind of things you talk about. You never want to leave any angle you know, untalked about going into a game as far as your mental preparation. There's preparing your kids like you and your staff do every single week with film preparation, physical preparation, mental preparation. I think one of the great things that comes out of those Shap of the Week interviews is the dream the beautiful dream comment and then pairing that with there's no difference between a physical rep and a mental rep. And how many times you get to replay things in your head prepares you to be in the right spot at the right time. We're going to talk to Michael Taff. He is our Shap of the Week interview at halftime. Guys like Michael who have been an unknown and then all of a sudden you, know, you get a pick six and you're a lockdown corner for the majority of the year and he makes a huge play and a game-changing play. The mentality of the football team, they now know that this game can turn on a dime at any moment. You might be getting dominated. They might be running the ball right down your throat and then something magical happens and the game turns on a dime and you never look back. How crucial is that for everybody on the ball club to remember that and how crucial is it for your seniors to be able to echo that? As you go into the rest of the season, it is an unbelievable rallying point, not only in that game, but for the rest of the playoffs. I thought it was the absolute turning point of the game. Defensively, in all of them, there were several timeouts right before the half, them and us. You know, we had all three of us left. I told Tony, I said, you, you need to use all three of them, use them, so we can try to get them stopped. And I never expected to get the ball back. Our defense in that situation, we didn't look hugely dominating on that drive because they took it from the, their two-yard line down to our 10-yard line and made a bunch of plays in between. Our kids just kept making them snap it. If you just keep making them snap it, they'll make a mistake and we'll be in the right place, and that's what happened. And Michael was in the right place, and we went down. And then, I mean, it's a 10-point swing in 45 seconds. That can't help but take the you know the steam out of the, the opponent a little bit. And it's it's something that not only this year, I will reflect on that for years to come. Because I can remember seeing Austin McClendon come sideline, and he looks like he is death warmed over coming over the sideline. Keep making them snap it. Keep making them snap They haven't scored yet. They have not scored yet. Sometimes defensively, some teams, when someone gets it inside the 20-yard line and they're just dominating you, they, all of a sudden they just, well, they already got seven. No, they don't. They have not put seven points on the board yet. Just keep making them snap it. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. Good luck on Friday. Thank you.